Hello, this is Kenny Williamson, and welcome back to another episode of McKill's Deck Chronicles. In this episode, we're going to be talking live with Dr. Kent Hovid about several different things related to, you know, all kinds of different things, like his uh, seminars and dinosaurs, and I don't know exactly what we're going to do. It's going to just kind of be, you know, off-the-cuff type thing. So I'm going to get him on the line here with us, and let's see what Kent has to say. I think you're going to find him a very interesting individual. So anyway, Dr. Hobart, it's good to have you here. Yeah. Well, I actually um, heard, it's been year, many, many years ago, a guy, and you know him, I'm sure, by the name of Ken Ham. Oh, yeah. Actually mm-hmm. came to a little bitty tiny church in Westville, Oklahoma, and did his dinosaur presentation. Okay. And that really, really turned me around because I tell you, is, and, and this is hard to believe for some people, I understand, mm-hmm. But dinosaurs are one of my biggest hang-up from keeping me from getting saved for many, many years. Oh, yeah. It so, is for lots of people, brother. So, and I don't tell that story to many people, but, you know, I was, you know, basically raised, I'd say an atheist per se. I mean, my parents never went to church. They never talked about it or anything. And, you know, and I would have these dinosaur questions, and you never could get a straight answer. And you'd get the millions of years ago answer, and then you'd get that the, that the Earth is six thousand year old answer, and but then they'd say dinosaurs, you know, that they can't explain it and didn't exist; they were made up. And I'm like, well, they found the bones, so we know they're not made up. Never could get a straight answer, and I never got an actual straight answer until Ken Ham came down to that church, and then I was just mind blown at that point. All right, well. How long is the program? And you uh, tell me, uh, I got another program at three in two hours. I just, just how, just however long you want to talk. I figured we'd just talk about all kinds of things, whatever you want to talk about long as you right. want to, or as short as you want to. No, I love these things. I want to help people come to the Lord. I've been a Baptist preacher 49 years and I just want to get people's converted. Exactly. Well, that's my goal is, uh, I'm not a preacher, but, um, <laughs> I was inspired by a whole bunch of your videos that I've been watching for several years. Uh, basically, I was a Christian. I was saved, but I wasn't doing anything. I was basically just like a passive bystander. After watching several of your videos where you, you, know, you said, you know, you need to do something. Either You either need to get out there and do the fighting or you need to supply the bullets or something for the guns. Anything, anything you can do. So shortly after that, I started this podcast. Anyway, that's enough about me, so why don't you tell everybody just a little bit about yourself? I've been a Baptist preacher 49 years. I taught high school science and math for 15 years, and I've traveled all over the world and done seminars on science and the Bible. I believe the Bible is literally true, scientifically accurate, and the evolution religion is being taught, not a science, it's a religion, you have to believe in it, is the dumbest and most dangerous religion in the history of humanity. We teach the kids they're an animal, and then we sit back and wonder, why are they acting like animals? Well, duh. You taught them they're an animal. Exactly. (laughs) It is so silly. Nobody's ever seen any animal make a baby that's other than the same kind as the mom and dad. Cows make baby cows. Dogs make baby dogs. There are no exceptions. None. But they got these charts in the textbook showing the cow and the dog and the banana having a common ancestor. That's not science. (laughs) <laughs> that's religion. They believe that stuff. Those family trees are pure propaganda. 
if you want a little bit of my history, I, I moved to Pensacola in January 89 to put my wife through college, get her music degree. And uh, the neighbor kid said, would you like to take the paper? I said, no, I don't have a parakeet. Only thing it's good for that I can think of. So but every once in a while, you have an extra and you throw it in the yard anyway. And so I picked one up one day and it said dinosaur bones found in Montana from 80 million years ago. I said, man, somebody's got to do something about this. I'm brand new in town, Pensacola. And so I wrote my first ever letter to the editor. And I said, these dinosaur bones that they found were from one that drowned in the flood. The earth is not millions of years old. God made everything in six days like he said he did. Dinosaurs lived with man. I said that, you know, people before the flood came, the Bible says live to be 900 years old. Well, reptiles never stop growing. Never. Well, what happened if a reptile could live to be 900? Uh, it would get, you know, 60 feet long. Dinosaurs were big lizards that lived with Adam and Eve. They were all friendly. After Noah took them on the ark, probably babies. He'd be smart enough to figure that out. You know, why would you bring big elephants on the ark? You bring babies. Right. They eat less, they sleep. They eat less, they sleep more, they poop less, and you got, they live longer after the flood's over to bring more babies. And that's why you're bringing them. Of course, you're going to bring babies of everything, including dinosaurs. After the flood, something changed. If you look at the dates in the Bible, in Genesis 5, it says the people are living to be 900 years old. But after the flood, it changed and dropped off to 400, then 200, then 100. Something happened. And I cover that in my video series number two, The Garden of Eden. What was it like? Why did they live to be 900 and why don't we? And you can get all my stuff on my website, drdino.com. D-R-D-I-N-O. And so many of the dinosaurs simply could not survive the, in the new climate. Uh, the air pressure was different. The oxygen concentration was different. And I, I demonstrate all that on video number two, the Garden of Eden. Um, and so, but, and many of them also were killed off by man's hunting. They called them dragons back in those days. And they killed them, many of them. Uh, and you'd be a hero if you could slay a dragon. They put, you know, make a, they write a book about you. And some might still be alive. You know, there are thousands of sightings like Loch Ness Monster kind of stuff, you know. Uh, missionary in the Congo swamp said his kids were coloring a coloring book. He was a missionary to the natives in the Congo. And uh, one of the natives noticed the kid coloring a, a dinosaur, a patasaurus. People would call it a brontosaurus, but there never really was one of those. Anyway, and the natives said, oh, that's Mokale Ambembe. Don't get close. You know, they live out in the swamp. They're not friendly. And he said, he lives out in the swamp. I said, oh, yeah, they're about 20 feet long. They said, our, our grandfathers killed one and ate it. But they, some of the people died. And so they thought maybe it's sacred. That could be, or maybe it could be because he tried to keep the meat too long in a house environment yeah. and it's spoiled. Right. Way, there are thousands of reports of these, some of these smaller ones, 20 foot, still living. So that led to a full-time ministry of me teaching on science in the Bible. I wrote my letter to the editor about the dinosaur, about the article, the article about dinosaurs being millions of years old. And they published it and started a war in Pensacola over this issue. Um, and finally, the local university there, University of West Florida, invited me to come debate one of their professors. I said, man, I've never had a debate in my life except my wife. I lose those every time. But sure. Kevin did my first, first debate and uh, I slaughtered the poor guy. I thought they can't all be this easy, but they are. I've done 337 of them now. You can see a lot of them on my YouTube channel, Genesis Baptist Church. Um, 
Check them out on our, get our bookstore or come visit our dinosaur adventure land in Lenox, Alabama. We're straight north of Pensacola, 70 miles. Little bitty town of Lenox. You can come see Dinosaur Adventureland. We got a bookstore, all kinds of fun stuff to do. It's all free. We have 25 cabins people stay in and uh, tours that we give of the property. And, and we just want to win people to the Lord. That's all. Anyway, I've talked enough. Really, brother. What's your questions? <laughs> well, uh, I don't really have that many questions. Um, I, I wanted to, yeah, you were talking about your seminars there. I've actually, of course, I called you and asked you to, beforehand. But I took some of your your seminars. I took the MP4 and converted them to an MP3 so I could put them on a podcast. So I have your one and two, I think, and three. I've got the creation, and I'm getting ready to post the one on the second one on the dinosaurs. I had to cut them in half, so they're about an hour long a piece. So I've got I've got your seminars out there right now on all the platforms on my podcast. Well, yay! Spread them around. Yeah, so I've I've put on there, of course, underneath of them, you know, uh, your your contact information, Dinosaur Adventureland, all that stuff. Uh huh. But uh, yeah, and I've always I've been wanting to come down there. Uh, I decided to sign up to be a member of your seven 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 club. So I've been that okay. for a while. If if you want to tell people what that's all about, your seven 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 club, well, I thought was pretty interesting. All right. Seven and a half years ago, a guy called me from Missouri. He said, Brother Hoban, your video changed my life. I said, well, good. That's what I'm trying to do. He said, I want to help your ministry. What's your next project? I said, Brother, I've been in Pensacola for 30 years. I'm landlocked. I got about three acres of ground here. I'd like to buy a chunk of property and have a Christian camp, a museum, a science center, a theme park, all on dinosaurs. He said, have you found what you want? I said, man, I think I found it yesterday. I went up and saw an old gravel pit in Lenox, Alabama, 140 acres, 17 lakes on the property from the days of gravel mining. And he wants a quarter million dollars. The guy on the phone said, all right, I'll buy it for you. Bought it and gave it to us. I've never met him. So we came up here and had a prayer meeting and said, Lord, listen, you've supplied amazingly. We're going to have this place open for free. Anybody wants to come, just come. I want to build it with volunteers and donations. We've never charged anything for seven and a half years. And uh, then I heard an atheist I debated, he calls himself the sun god, Aaron Ra, the sun god. He said he wanted 666 fellow atheists to give him a dollar a day, for his 666 club, to support his atheism. Mm-hmm. I said, man, that's a good idea, but for the wrong reason. I said, I'd like to see if we can get 777 people to support our uh, ministry here. So if they can give just a dollar a day, 31 bucks a month, uh, send it up. We have about 30 people on staff. We feed them, we house them. We've had visitors from 70 countries, 270 baptized. We give tours all the time. We've had seven side-by-sides donated. We swapped a couple of them for Jeeps instead because they got heaters in them. And so we give tours. But just, it's life-changing, brother. you got to come see the place. It'll blow your mind. Uh, it's just, I, I love this. I live right here on property. Two weeks after we got the property, I was preaching in North Carolina and I mentioned, Hey, somebody just gave us property in Lenox, Alabama, population 31. This lady walked up afterwards. She said, I'm from Lenox. I said, come on. Nobody's from Lenox. She said, <laughs> said I'm from Lenox. She said, my husband and I were building a house 10 years ago and we got in a fight, got divorced. Every time I see that half done house, it reminds me of him. You can have it if you take it off the property. So we gave us the house I'm sitting in right now. Um, 
cost $6,000 to move it two miles. But it's, it's just been the way God provided. I can tell you story after story, but the bottom line is the 777 Club is a place that people want to, if they like what we're doing, <clears throat> we defend the Bible as being true. Evolution is being stupid. They can support us any amount they want. You don't have to give a dollar a day, but if you can, that's how we stay open. Okay. Wow. That's unbelievable. I mean, that's, that's true blessings right there. I mean, you, you know, you're doing it right whenever, you know, God literally blesses you with your land, your house, your everything. Well, so. I can I'll just say a couple, couple more quick stories. Every time we poured a piece of concrete to, to change the gravel and mud into a driveway for people to not track mud everywhere, each section of concrete was a thousand dollars. Finally, we poured, I don't know, quite a bit of concrete in front of the science center and church and museum. Finally, I said, guys, we got to get a price on blacktop. We're going to, this is, this is awful, this concrete. So I called the first number that came up close to me here in the Lenox, Alabama area. Uh, I said, would you come give me a price on blacktop? He measured it all up. He said, Brother Hovind, I've seen your videos. I love what you're doing. He said, but listen, you need $50,000 worth of blacktop. But somebody had just the week before, or two weeks before, donated a Jeep with all the bells and whistles and lights and our big tires and all that stuff. And I, it was just sitting there in my yard. I didn't know what to do with it at the time. The guy said, hey, what do you want for that Jeep? I said, brother, I got no clue what's, what it's worth. He said, tell you what, give me 10000 in the Jeep and I'll blacktop it all. I said, okay. Wow. And we're building a, we're building our church and a guy called me from Tennessee. He said, brother Hovind, uh, Lions Metal Roofing. He said, I make metal roofing. I got a factory. That's what I do. I make it. He said, I want to help you build that church. Uh, give me the measurements. Uh, so two, he had two giant stacks of white metal that didn't quite match. So he gave them all to us. Come down and see our Genesis Baptist Church building. And we're almost done with the church. And a guy pulled up with a semi-truck loaded down with rough cut lumber in front of the in front of our church. He said, Brother Holman, I got a sawmill. I love your ministry. I got a stack of cedar and a stack of oak. I cut it myself. It's been dried for two years. You can have it. So we ran it through the planer and made our floor of the church. It, it'll blow your mind. A big cross in the middle. If you watch my videos that I show once, once in a while, I show the floor in the church on Genesis Baptist Church channel, which is seven o'clock every night live. Uh, and uh, we show it. Bottom line is, it, it, we have 25 cabins people stay in. Well, everything's free. Come on down. Don't, I got to warn you about one thing, though. We have well water. <clears throat> it's the best water in the world, in my humble opinion. But I taught biology for 15 years. And we like to warn people that if you drink well water, your babies will be born naked. <laughs> right. Is that okay? Uh, yeah, well, I like well water. I've got well here at my house. I'm on a well. Okay. I love well water. Were, you, were your babies born naked? Uh, they were. They were. Yeah. Nobody warns people anymore. <laughs> no, they sure don't. Can you can you tell me a little bit about the cabins down there? Do you, do you have you have RV spots as well, don't you? Yeah, we have twenty RV spots and twenty five cabins. Um, one by one, as we can afford them, we build a cabin. Most of them are a bedroom at each end and a bathroom in the middle, so we can have uh, you know two couples come and they have to share a bathroom. Um, some of them are bigger and smaller, all different sizes. Somebody comes with a large family. We've got several, you know, bigger ones that can handle a big family. We've had visitors from seventy-four countries now, in all fifty states. Um, come on down. Once in a while, when I'm doing my program, I show inside the cabin some of them, you know, just to give people uh, a taste of what they've got. We let anybody come stay for a couple of days. After that, we put them to work. Give them a hammer or a shovel or something. There's, the whole place is built that way. People come with the right skill. It's it, it's a mind-boggling. 
when our air conditioner breaks down, somebody will call in and say, I'm coming down to visit tomorrow. Uh, well, what do you do for a living? Oh, I'm an AC mechanic. Uh, okay. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> That's amazing. Now you've had problems, I guess, as far as YouTube, it shut one of your channels down and you've had to open up another one. I mean, I'm sure they're screening everything. Well, yeah, our channel was Kent Hovind official and we had a uh, quarter million uh, subscribers and they shut us down. Never told us why we opened back up on Genesis Baptist church and we're up to 25,000 subscribers now. So tell your friends about it. But uh, yeah, we're on rumble and uh, Odyssey and a couple other places. All of them are listed on our, our website, drdino.com, D-R-D-I-N-O. And if you know anybody who wants to have me on as a guest on their podcast or uh, show, I'm, I'm honored. I want to do this. I just want to reach the whole world with the gospel. God made everything in six days, just like he said in the Ten Commandments. Um, and he, the, dinosaur, the world's not millions of years old. I mean, if you look at the dates that are given right there in the Bible, uh, the Bible says, you know, Adam was 130 when his son was born and his son was 105 when his son was born. Well, add up the numbers. Anybody can do that. And you'll see that, um, it totals to about 4,000 BC for the creation. So my very first videotape seminar part one is called the age of the earth. I go through the, the clear teaching of the Bible is 6,000 years. Nobody argues about that. But then I go through scientific. Uh, I say, okay, I taught science 15 years, high school and three years in college. I said, the, the sun is burning an awful lot of fuel up there. <clears throat> All right. Well, the sun's burning 5 million tons every second. Uh, go stand outside and look at it. That means the sun's losing 5 million tons in weight every second. If you go back in time and add 5 million tons to the sun, pretty soon you're going to create a problem because the sun's gravity becomes stronger and it starts sucking all the planets in. It is not common sense to say the earth and sun system is billions of years old when we're spinning around us a burning ball that's losing weight. It's just not logical. I'll say, you know, the, the earth is spinning. I think we all agree on that, most people. But it's slowing down a thousandth of a second every day. Well, if the earth is slowing down a thousandth of a second, then it used to be going faster. Um, how far back in time could you go before that would become a problem? Uh, if the earth is spinning faster, centrifugal force is greater, the Coriolis effect of the wind is greater, I go through all the scientific problems with a faster spinning earth. Uh, one more. The moon's going around the earth. I think we all agree with that. And the moon's getting further away. It's called the lunar recession problem. The moon is leaving us about inch and a half every year. Okay, well, if you go back in time, the moon used to be closer. You know, like, duh, not complicated. How far back can you go and bring the moon in closer an inch and a half every year before you start to create a problem? Turns out 1.2 billion years is the max. The Earth-Moon system cannot be more than 1.2 billion years old. But we're teaching the kids in school, the Earth is 4.6 billion. I'm sorry, if you need 4.6 billion years to turn your frog to a prince, you can't have it. it. It's not available. So there's all kinds of scientific ways. I go through maybe 30 of them on my video number one. Scientific indicators, the Earth is not billion. Now, that doesn't prove it is 6,000, okay? The Bible dates that up to 6,000. But all the rest of them say it's not billions, and that sure, it, it doesn't hurt the Bible any, right. if that makes sense. Exactly. I mean, you can't necessarily, by scientific, like saying what could have been or could not have been, prove 6,000 years, 
But either way, if you if you attach those numbers to it, it's still not billions of years. You can't you know? be. So you can't be right. So do you think that possibly, like you're saying, you know, you've got the, you've got the moon leaving us, you've got the sun, you know, burning off its fuel. Do you think that God designed that that system to last about seven thousand years because He knew it was going to? He obviously knew what was going to happen, or He put this stuff in place where it would run for eternity, but then after sin entered, then it then it all started to break down, or He just built it that way, built in failure. Um, I think He built it to be perfect and last forever, uh, but then man sinned and messed it up. So it messed it all. So I, I, yeah, I don't know. I'll have to wait and get to heaven and see. You know, what, of course, I think God does not like to take our teeth, for an example. You reach a certain age and your teeth fall out and you grow a second set of teeth. Well, that's planned obsolescence. It's part of an amazing plan. And the wisdom teeth come in later when you're 16 or 18 or 20. Because by then your jaw is bigger and you need that last tooth to come in to fill the jaw. What if it was designed so that when you turn 100, you get a third set of teeth? And when you turn 170, you get a fourth set. Uh, there are people who've gotten a third set of teeth. <clears throat> so maybe God designed it since the teeth, you know, I have an awful job grinding food all day long, that they are, are designed to wear down and then new ones come in. So it may be God had plans for us, you know, a new, new heaven and a new earth right from the beginning. If this one wears out, just make another one. I don't know. I mean, like other animals, I mean, like even sharks, they have teeth that just keep coming out all the time. Correct. You know, so, I mean, like us, like you said, I mean, if we had lived to be 900 years old, you know, how many sets of teeth could you go through, potentially? <laughs> yeah. If you needed to, yeah. you know. Or maybe they just every 80 years you get a new set, you could live forever. Yeah. Uh, I'll have to wait and see when we get to heaven. One more thing to consider is the the philosophy of evolution compared to creation both are actually religions okay i cannot show you or demonstrate god making the world i can think i can show you it's the most logical answer but, and neither can they show or demonstrate any evidence for evolution but the, these two philosophies of life have a vast difference in how you look at a lot of things the founders of this country uh said we hold these truths to be self-evident all men are created equal they're endowed by their creator with certain rights. I'm asking atheists all the time in the debates I do, how do you tell right from wrong? Where's your standard? If evolution is true, how do you tell right from wrong? Is abortion right or wrong? Is yeah, premarital sex right or wrong? Is adultery right or wrong? Is stealing right or wrong? Well, before you answer any of those, I'd like to know how you measure it. Where's your measuring stick? How are you telling right from wrong? I would say, is it wrong to go next door, kill your neighbor's baby, and eat it? They'd say, well, yeah. Well, the lion does it to the zebra every day. Why don't you go to the jungle and stop that? If that's wrong to kill your neighbor's baby and eat it, well, go tell that to the lion. <laughs> you see what I mean? They, they don't have a standard they can measure right and wrong by. And we've raised our kids for the last 50 years on this stupid religion of evolution that we teach them you're nothing but an animal. And then we just marvel, man, they're acting like animals. What's going on? Well, duh, you taught them they're an animal. Of course they're going to act that way. So the, the founders of, I mean, back, if you look at the schools 50 years ago, the problems they had with the kids were throwing spit wads, you know, pulling the girl's pigtails, et cetera. Now it's, you know, shooting them, 
killing them. It's, it's vastly different, the problems that I taught 15 years, high school science and math. I can assure you it has degenerated horribly in the last 50 to 75 years, our school system has. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, you can just pay a little bit of attention to the little radio I listen to, AFR. I mean, they've got, you know, boys dressing up like girls, and they've got them going in the girls' bathrooms and then assaulting girls. Yeah. And getting by with it. You it's know? sad. Well, Adolf Hitler was a very strong believer in evolution. Charles Darwin's book radically affected Adolf Hitler. Hitler said, but you know, if the strongest survive, and it's a struggle for survival in the strongest race, so the title of Darwin's book, The Origin of Species by Means of Natural Selection or the Preservation of Favored Races in the Struggle for Life. I covered that uh, yesterday, Sunday morning, on my sermon on Genesis Baptist Church channel. Where did this idea of races come from? Well, Hitler took it to the extreme and said, well, the, the, the superior human race is the blonde-haired, blue-eyed, and the rest need to be killed. And the Jews he had at the bottom, I've got his list, you know, the Jews at the bottom, kill off all the Jews, if he would have succeeded, next would have been all the blacks. Hitler hated black people, they need to be executed. And so, the, the, and communism is based solidly on the evolution theory. The founders of this country had a very different philosophy. Well, you got rights that come from God. If you're in China or Russia, where do your rights come from? So they come from government. The government says you can do this or you can do that. No, not, not under God's law. It's, very, it's such a different philosophy of life. I don't think people understand how important this, this topic is. Evolution, that's why I say it's not only the dumbest, it's the most dangerous religion in the world. And it's nothing but a religion. I'd agree with that. It's it's definitely nothing but a religion. It's uh, it's a pretty far fetched religion as far as that goes. I mean, I've heard it before. Is like, do you realize what you have to believe as an evolutionist to actually not believe? You know, like in creation, you you've got to believe some pretty big fairy tales. I mean, wild. You've got to believe stuff that's just absolutely ludicrous. Well, so every I, Friday night on my channel, I do a show called Making Babies. And I pick a different animal or plant and say, okay, all you atheists, listen up. I'm going to explain how this animal or plant reproduces. And I want you to supply a scientific answer step-by-step of how this evolved. I've done 44 different animals. They haven't responded to any of them. There is no answer for how this evolved. It had to be designed. Do you think any of that comes in into, into play with them getting rid of like the King James Bible and replacing it with perversion, perversions of Bibles. Absolutely. I am very, very, very strongly in the King James camp. If if your city passed a law that said the speed limit is now going to be 50 miles an hour on this road. Okay. They're now required to do three things. Number one, you have to publish the law. You got to put it in the record. Say we now passed a new law, speed limit 50. So they have to publish it. You can't start giving out tickets and fines if there's a law that you passed, but nobody knew what it was. It has to be published, okay? You can't have a secret law. Secondly, you have to post it, put up a sign, you know, speed limit 50. Thirdly, they got to preserve it. If somebody knocks the sign down, you got to get out there and put up a new sign, okay? okay? So if God's going to be our judge, like he says, he has to tell us, okay, God, what do you want? What are the rules? And it's God's job to publish it, post it, and preserve it. And it took me a while as a new Christian 55 years ago 
to come to the conclusion, he did that in the King James Bible. It is preserved for us. And I have done all kinds of uh, topic. Uh, my video number seven, I cover that topic. Why King James? What are the differences with these other ones? Because I, when I was saved, my mom and dad were a little more liberal in their Christianity. And they we had bought all kinds of Bibles, you know. They oh try this Bible. It's easy to read. Try this one. It's easy to read. But it was, I noticed there's there's just plain difference. You can't even go seven words into the Bible before there's a difference. King James says, "In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth." Almost all the rest of them say God created the heavens plural and the earth. Well, which is it, heaven or heavens? And I cover that on my video seven. You know why it, it, King James is absolutely correct. It's heaven singular in verse one. Later, he slices it up into three slices. And now there are three heavens. Paul said he was caught up to the third heaven. But in verse one, it has to be heaven singular. So I don't fight people that use other versions. I'd rather have them read, you know, NIV than Playboy. But um, <laughs> Right. It's what you're comparing it with. But there are some real seri- uh, serious Christians going to have to get King James. There's about 25 words that we no longer use in our modern English that they used back then. Okay, well, learn those words, and then it's not a problem. Like when I moved down to Alabama, yeah, I had to learn a couple of words, like y'all. What's y'all mean? Right. <laughs> learn the words, and then you'll be fine. Exactly. And, you know, they have, I actually have from Chick, that that guy that sells the tracks, Chick.com. He has a little, mm-hmm. he has a little King James Bible companion he sells, and it has, you know, just a little bitty pamphlet, and you stick it in your King James Bible, and you run across one of these kind of weird words that you're like, what does that mean? Chances are it's in that little pamphlet, and it tells you what the definition is. And they're like 25 cents a piece. I mean, I order them, I order usually like not five, not not a thousand, but like three or four or five hundred at a time. And whenever I give away tracks and stuff, a lot of these packets that I put together, um, I include one of those um, pamphlets on how to, read words out of the King James Bible. So, I mean... Our English language, our whole school system has been dumbed down. Back in in King James time, 1600s, that's the time of Shakespeare. Try to read some of Shakespeare's writings. The average person walking down the street had a working vocabulary of 20,000 words. They knew the meaning and they regularly used 20,000 words in their talking. Today, it's about 4,000. We have been dumbed down as a society. Now, I thought we were always getting better, bigger, better, stronger. I mean, that's what the evolutionists think, that we're evolving into something bigger, better, smarter. Well, we have more toys and trinkets, and, you know, we built on the shoulders of giants as far as uh, um, new inventions and stuff. You know, now we now have cars. It doesn't mean we're smarter. We have a car because somebody else invented the piston engine. All right, well, come visit Dinosaur Adventureland. This is any other topics you want to cover. But you can call us, 855-BIG-DINO. I'm extension three. The office to get order books or something is extension one. If you want to come spend the night in one of our cabins, you can call 855-BIG-DINO, extension four. And say, I'm coming for two days with 10 people, and we'll get a cabin ready for you. Yeah, that sounds wonderful. I will... um pass that along and of course anybody that listens to this will be able to hear it and hopefully you can get somebody to come down there and visit and i myself would like yeah. to come down there i eventually will when i when i can get off work and get down there well just google dinosaur adventure land and we're just we're just north of pensacola 70 miles brother i sure appreciate your um calling in and getting on the show and uh 
I'll send you a copy of this. I'll send you a link and everything to it. And, um, I sure, I sure like what you're doing. I mean, I know it's meant a lot to me. I've, I've got your creation series on DVD. I think it's a great thing. I really do. I tell people, I wish I had known all this stuff 20 years earlier as a Christian. It would have really helped my faith, but it, it hits you in two stages. After you listen to the seminar, you can get the whole seminar, 18 hours for 50 bucks. Uh, and I talk fast and I use thousands of slides and pictures and document everything that I can. I say, it's going to hit you in two stages. After you watch it, you're going to say, wow, the Bible is true. Then about two weeks later, you're going to sit up in the middle of the night in bed and say, oh no, the Bible's true. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. I better do what it says. Yeah. All right. Well, brother, call me anytime. I'll be glad to be on your show. All righty. Well, I thank you very much and have a blessed day. Thank you, thank you, brother. All right, bye-bye. All righty, bye-bye. And there you have it. That was Dr. Kent Hovid. I'm a big fan of his ministry. I've been a member of his 7-7 club, like I've said, for several years. And I think it's a great place to, I think it's a great place to donate money to if, you know, if you want to donate to a church of some kind. I mean, like I said, like he said, everything down there is free. And uh, he has all the free videos and everything. And that's what, that's what I try to do here is keep everything free. There's nothing that costs anything. You know, if a person wants to give something, great. If not, hey, that's fine too. Just go ahead and listen, and I hope that it helps you. And, uh, you know, if it did, please like it and share it and tell your friends and send them on over and let them listen to these seminars, especially if they're an atheist or don't know or if you're a Christian and you you know, want to know more about dinosaurs or how the earth was formed and stuff that you are not going to find in a normal church. Okay. Stuff you're never going to hear in a church building. Come on over, listen, tell me, let me know what you think. Uh, my email is truthseekers2012 at gmail.com. So give it a listen or give it a share. You've already listened. Um, share it. Let me know what you think. And God bless you.